Welcome to Two Minute Warning, a countdown of the most important news in sports business. This podcast is a weekly recap of my favorite stories and headlines from the Two Minute Warning newsletter. It's brought to you by me, Brad Waltzreicher, podcast producer Zeb Rand, and editor Annie Waltzreicher. We hope you enjoy it and don't forget to subscribe. Let's get right into our first story. The NFL teamed up with social media app Clubhouse to create exclusive programming for this weekend's NFL draft. The programming will include draft-themed rooms for fans to discuss mock drafts and player selections within the room. If you're unfamiliar with Clubhouse, it's an invitation-only social media app that facilitates audio communication through rooms that can accommodate up to 5,000 people. I've actually received an invitation to join Clubhouse, but I didn't feel need to test it out. But if I knew that I could participate in fun activities like moth drafting, then perhaps I would have been more inclined to join. Clubhouse launched just as the pandemic started in March 2020, and it already has more than 10 million downloads. It's also reportedly worth $4 billion. Okay, so I'm talking a lot about Clubhouse, and it is a huge story, especially considering the fact that Twitter was reportedly going to acquire them for $4 billion. But the real story here is the NFL. The NFL's willingness to partner with a social media upstart company like Clubhouse is borderline shocking, since they've always been viewed as the old school, no fun league. The NFL is compromised of old money owners who are industry people, oil, manufacturing, things like that. They've had a reputation of boredom and not keeping up with the times. But something's changed recently. Just last week, they signed a deal with Caesars Entertainment, DraftKings, and FanDuel to operate retail and online sports books making use of NFL media, logos, and data. Never in a million years would anyone have thought that the NFL would embrace gambling. I guess we should have seen this coming when the Oakland Raiders became the Las Vegas Raiders. So the real question is, what's driving this shift in the NFL's mentality? Why are they now making deals that would have seemed preposterous only a few years ago? The easy answer is that the NFL continues to be the most dominant league in the U.S., so they're looking to take more risks. But I don't buy into that answer because they've been dominant for a pretty long time. The better answer, in my opinion, is that the NFL realizes there's a whole new generation of fans quickly approaching, and those fans, who have very short attention spans, prefer living in a world where gambling and mop traps are more important than the actual games. We're talking about fans like the people who are huge Barstool Media fans, the people who are so consumed by their phones that they get nervous when it's out of their reach for two seconds, the people that love to be on social media all the time. These are the people that the NFL realizes will be their primary consumers in the not-too-distant future. The NFL's recent deal-making is really something to watch out for, and it'll be fascinating to see what they do next. Now let's get into our second topic, the Paul brothers. In Monday's edition of the newsletter, I wrote about how Jake Paul, an internet celebrity turned boxer, is my new favorite villain. What I mean by this is he's someone you love to hate, but someone you can't take your eyes off. He's an incredible self-promoter and marketer because he makes people irrationally upset over nearly everything he's involved with. Just last Saturday night at the packed UFC arena in Jacksonville, Florida, Jake Paul had ringside seats. He made his presence known by getting into a verbal altercation with UFC commentator and former champion Daniel Cormier. That led to the crowd constantly chanting F Jake Paul throughout the night, even though he wasn't fighting. It was truly glorious to watch and experience on social media. Anyway, ESPN is one company that loves the fact that Jake Paul is a villain. They broadcast UFC fights, and during the fight, their entire Instagram feed was filled with Jake Paul content. I wouldn't even be surprised if they had paid for his ringside seats just to get more Instagram views. What's great about Jake Paul is that he has a brother, Logan, who's just like him. 
Logan is also a boxer, and he made news this week by agreeing to box against Floyd Mayweather, one of the greatest pound-for-pound boxers of all time. This is a huge, egregious money grab for both sides, but they're both going to make millions. It's unbelievable that Logan was able to convince Floyd to come out of retirement, but Floyd sees how popular these brothers are and how much they can make in pay-per-view money. Look out for these Paul brothers to continuously be in social media feuds and keep the spotlight shining on themselves. Now let's get into the 10-second runoff. Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher Madison Bumgarner thinks he threw a no-hitter last Sunday, but MLB statisticians disagree. The former ace threw seven no-hit innings in one of those weird seven-inning doubleheader games, but he won't be credited for that rare feat since he didn't complete all nine innings. Two, even though the first round of the NFL draft was last night, I'll put my predictions here. Number one, Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence. Number two, the Jets select Zach Wilson. Number three, the 49ers select Mac Jones. Four, the Falcons select Kyle Pitts. Five, the Bengals select Jamar Chase. Six, the Panthers trade up with the Dolphins and draft Trey Lance. Seven, the Lions draft Panay Sewell. Eight, the Dolphins draft Devonta Smith. Nine, the Broncos draft Micah Parsons. 10, the Cowboys draft Rashawn Slater, and I'll throw in a bonus 11 because it's the Giants, who are going to draft edge rusher Quiddy Paye. Number three, after the Super League fiasco, Manchester United was reportedly for sale. Star UFC fighter Conor McGregor tweeted at fans asking if he should buy the team. Four, our favorite athlete Rob Gronkowski set a world record by catching a ball dropped at 600 feet from a helicopter. Five, the NHL and Turner Sports announced a seven-year media rights deal that will grant TNT and TBS the rights to broadcast regular season, Stanley Cup playoff, and Stanley Cup final games. This is in addition to the 10-year deal between the NHL and ESPN that was agreed upon in March. Six, the Pioneer League, an independent league affiliated with MLB, is breaking the mold of traditional extra innings and instead will decide tied games with a home run derby. Seven, the Golden State Warriors became the first professional sports franchise to launch their own NFTs. The collection includes exact replicas of the Warriors' six championship rings. Eight, NFTs are great, but physical cards are still in. A LeBron James rookie card sold for $5.2 million, and it's the most expensive basketball card ever sold. College football changed their overtime rules so that teams will now have to go for a two-point conversion starting in the second overtime period instead of the fifth overtime period. 10. Vaccinations enter sports. All fans aged 16 years and older will be eligible to receive their first vaccination shot at the Milwaukee Bucks game on Sunday, May 2nd, and the Dodgers have seats reserved for vaccinated fans. That is what I call an all-out blitz. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode, and we'll see you next week. Times, bad vibes, damn lies, and day eyes, break ties with bad lies, uh, cause the same ones saying that they messing with me.